calories, conversations, connecting collectors and art enthusiasts. Audio galleries. Hello, everyone. GM, GM. Welcome to episode 22. Two little ducks of audio galleries, a rug radio production on today, Friday, the 13th of October. A great day to be releasing a good and evil collection. I love it. Um, my name is Benjamin White, if you don't know me already, at Hello Ben White, your host, bringing you more art more inspiration to create, joined by my colleague Sigrid, who is managing the Audio Galleries account. Hey, Sigrid, I know you're hungover, so I'm making you speak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my voice is very bad, so it's better when I'm just quiet. I'm glad you had a wonderful time. Um, sounds, well, it looked, you looked fabulous as well, by the way, so... Uh, oh, thank you. You're very welcome. Much. I'm glad you had a good one. All previous 21 episodes of Audio Galleries are now podcast episodes available on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, etc. Go check them out. A very quick disclaimer before we get going this show is not intended to, and nor should it be treated as financial advice. Do your own research and stay safe in Web3, for goodness sake. Uh, it's also a recorded spaces goes on to be a published podcast as i just said so consider this when requesting to speak later in the episode episode uh and we do we do ask people to to request to speak like it would be great to hear from as many of you as possible i know logic is a great speaker and so i'm sure i'd be happy to answer questions as we get through the show do me a favor folks jump up into the nest at the top of the space retweet this or repost that's not tweet anymore is it i will get out of that one day repost and also maybe drop a comment go introduce yourself down in the bottom purple button in that bottom right hand corner um okay let's keep it interactive request to join us got anything insightful or humorous to add raise a hand be kind be respectful don't pin your own shit because I will boot you. <sighs> right, episode 21 with Ricardo Cavolo. Wow, fantastic. Another wonderful creative soul with exceptional ability to tell stories through his work. Thanks to those who joined us and minted the inventory. 555 of those minted. Taking share of revenue for artists with audio galleries. Now up to 250000 Dollars, which is insane. Thank you so much for helping us to put amazing creators on a platform where they get to earn money for coming and sharing their story and sharing their wonderful artwork. Um, also, who has seen Ricardo uh, is now collaborating with Sketches, uh, and if you go over to his uh, his X. <laughs> not Twitter, his ex, you'll see uh, he's just bought three new incredible sets of shoes out which are super vibrant and in his amazing style. So well worth looking at it. I'm going to blitz through this bit. Just context if you're new, Audio Galleries, it's an art-focused Web3 project. We work to connect emerging and established artists with a community of digital art collectors and enthusiasts. We feature an artist each show creating stunning artwork with a story to tell and making it available via the blockchain. I interview each guest and we learn more about their style and their inspiration and their process, previous works, future plans, all of that kind of stuff. But during the show, we launch an open edition mint with our friends at OpenSea with artwork provided by our guests and available to purchase for somewhere between 15 and 75 US dollars. Audio Galleries Mint Pass holders, and in this week's instance, also the plug by Logic holders, who mint that edition, will also go on to be rewarded with additional exclusive airdropped pieces. More on that when today's mint goes live in 22 minutes. For more information, go to Audio Galleries here on X, go to our Discord, subscribe to the newsletter, all of that jazz. <sighs> this is an AG 
drop in partnership with our friends at OpenSea. Hello, Sabrina, behind the OpenSea account. And Timepieces, our friends at Timepieces, who did a wonderful job of introducing us to some incredible artists, including Logic. Hey, Tamika, behind the Logic account. Uh, the Logic account, oh my God. The Timepieces account. Hey, Tamika. <laughs> Hi, Ben. I, I, I see that words are... are... Ah, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, it's the end of a long week. You're still the best host. <laughs> Thank you. No worries. Appreciate it. Our artist for today, finally, I am excited, very, very excited to welcome Logic to the show. Logic, also known as Julian Gilliam, is deeply immersed in the worlds of art and tech and culture, which is exactly where I like to hang out. Uh, drawing from his experience, and his experience is vast, varied, and wonderful. A Division One athlete, a madman at the largest advertising agencies in the world, a creative director at Google. He strives to amplify the voices of marginalized communities. We love that in underrepresented, underrepresented spaces. Among his endeavors, the plug, which we spoke about a moment ago, a great NFT project, holds real significance for him, features an innovative staking mechanism and embodies his vision of providing free Japanese language instruction uh, to the global black community via his NPO, the Chiba Center. And we'll also learn a little bit more about that. Organized three-day tech festivals during NFT NYC in Brooklyn, collaborated with the likes of Chicago Bulls, MasterCard, LifeWater on NFT projects. And these things really underscore his dedication to the space. He founded Studio Logic, a Web3 agency where he explores the potentials of decentralized web alongside a very diverse clientele. He's also a sick creator. Music, video, artworks, it's all in there. I love it. Logic, Julian, you'll have to tell me what to call you. Welcome to Audio Galleries. Yo, what's good? <laughs> Appreciate the intro, Benjamin. This uh, this support cast is like, ooh, uncanny. Got Open C up here, time pieces, audio galleries, rug radio. What is I know, this? it's a busy one. You got Studio Logic up here, you know. <laughs> I love it. How are you? How are you? Wow. You were uh, you did a panel yesterday, right? I did. I did. Uh, man, Golden Crypto got to kick it at the IRL Alpha. Uh, last night with Beacon and Trick and the whole IRL uh, family. Uh, yeah, it was dope. Uh, they've been doing it for two years, like clockwork, every Thursday. Love it. I love it. And also, great track, Daydreaming. Beautiful track. Love it. Uh, remember it from my youth in the 90s. Love what they've done with it now, Lupe Fiasco. Great, great choice. Thanks for that. Um, okay, well, look, it's amazing to have you here with us. It only took me 10 minutes to introduce you, which uh, is a personal record. Um, so why don't we get into interviewing you, understanding a bit more about who you are and what you do? I think the best place to start, given the many and varied roles and twists and turns of your career to date, can you give us perhaps like a plotted history of your career, your life, your your creation? creativity in your own words yeah I, i'll uh, I've, i'll try to keep this one short so we can just continue the narrative but uh essentially i grew up in ferguson missouri st louis missouri um coming from a super marginalized group there uh the ceiling is perceivably perceivingly very very low and uh Shout out to my parents for always pushing me and not allowing for my sister or I to not have can't in our vocabulary. Uh, but I kind of, you know, they gave me an inch and I took a mile. Uh, my mama uh, is a testament to this often where um, I had to be very, very rebellious in nature in regards to not letting even my my parents uh, define who I'm supposed to be or want to be um, in a bubble of a city like St. Louis. And um, coming from like, a, um, I guess, a, a huge um, basketball sports background, I've, I've learned to lose, which I, I think I attested that to you learn that those losses aren't really losses. Their wins packaged differently. It's just another opportunity to get back on the floor, or, you know, to continue your projects and to not take, um, I guess, the lack of winning uh, too personally. And I think that resilient nature, um, I, I brought it into the world of advertising in corporate America as I climbed those ladders. Um, I did an internship called Marcus Grant Project in 2012, 
Marcus Graham is named after Eddie Murphy's character in Boomerang, where he's a black uh, creative executive uh, because they were very lacking in the 80s and early 90s. Uh, so that's why that program was named after that. And per that internship, uh, to get black and brown people and women into the world of advertising, uh, that's where I got my start at a black-owned agency called Common Ground. It's called 1035 Now, uh, which is, uh, it was amazing because I got to see people that look like me holding down amazing IP like Grey Goose and 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 Nike and all of these uh, amazing brands. And they didn't have to change their vernacular to hold these accounts down. They didn't have to change their dress, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that's just, a, again, another a testament to seeing is believing um, where I got, I kind of took the, you know, stripped down the, the, I guess the red tape, if you will, in regards to how you're supposed to, you know, carry yourself in corporate agenda, the way you're supposed to just kind of conform into those spaces. And I kind of just realized that it was just people and ideas. And when you saw people climb ranks, it wasn't because somebody gave them their, their bonus or they gave them their rank up. It was because they took those rank ups. They took their, um, they made themselves more valuable and you can, the same thing that happens in underground communities in regards to artistry, whether you're a photographer or a painter or a curator or whatever, the way you grow up in ranks isn't because, oh, Benjamin's working very hard. Let's give him let's give him some more clout. That's not how this shit work. You got to, like, take it. So it's the same thing that happens in corporate. Everything has to do with everything. So while I was navigating corporate America, um, I made, my, made sure I was privy to what was happening in the undergrounds, which gave me that keen perspective because I wasn't just taking headlines and regurgitating them into campaigns for our clients i was actually where culture popped i was actually outside in the trenches where the thing that we got to see on youtube our favorite publication i was actually at that function i was with the person who did it um and and just having that perspective and leaning into the idea that most people are just taking those uh they were cherry picking those headlines um then you start to realize people are very surface level, not just like saying I'm uh, this. Uh, I figured it all out, but it it just kind of gave me this insight onto how to approach these these worlds and allow for these spaces not to like just be a cognitive machine, but look at it from the perspective of uh, you scratch my back and I scratch yours, and that's leveraging the resources in these places and and also the the titles. So while I was doing that, I was not only creating campaigns for these companies but as an artist i was being sought out after like mountain dew or like i've modeled for adidas and i've worked with mountain dew and time magazine and those shout out to time or, or mastercard and lifewater and while i was doing that from an artist perspective i was able to speak to um the proud how why how and how we should leverage, I guess, quote unquote, influences in our campaigns from a corporate standpoint. And then also, since I worked in corporate, when companies would approach me for deals, since I knew what was on the other side, I was able to negotiate at a different level and my terms and things of that nature. So it was like a nice give and take. And I'll land the plane here. Every time I do any of this stuff, um, especially coming from where I come from, I always like to crack the door open. Uh, because it sucks being the only one at the table that understands your sense of humor. It sucks being at the table where only you uh, get what the fuck is going on. And then when you've got your homies who are doing the things that people do in these corporate structures, uh, but they're doing it with no resources, no capital. And then you got these people who are really taking advantage of um, or who are not even understanding the value in which having this corporate I guess, funding or backing uh, in regards to your lifestyle and not even taking advantage of that. And I have people who would run circles around these people in the corporate spaces. Um, I'm always wanting to crack the door opening and the things that I learned in the, in those walls, I always want to pass it back, which goes into the Chiba Center thing, those resources I have in regards to teaching black people how to speak Japanese because that resource became available to me the same way. Um, uh, what, what do you call it? Corporate, um, uh, can't uh corporate uh I'm, I'm losing a word but basically how you operate yourself in within those walls i like to pass that genesis qua around the the homies so we can all thrive and um Love it. and not just get this thing yeah it's been Logic. exciting it is uh it is exciting and it uh is 
I think it is really like testament to, and I've seen Miss Maya has just posted your quote, right? Like props to your parents. They didn't let you say can't. And, uh, and I think that is really, really apparent in then anything you do. Like, you know, I approach you with timepieces. I say to you, do you want to come and do an open edition? You're like, yeah, I want to do two and I want to make a video and we're going to drop some, uh, we're going to drop some fashion alongside it that people can have token gated access to. And we're going to make some really fucking cool videos around it. And, uh, <laughs> and, 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 and I love that. And I think that is a real like power to you for the way that you set yourself up and the way that you strive to do, to do more, to do more than is necessarily required of you, but also to then help on board and help empower other people. I love that. I think it's a real, like, I've been so excited all week about having this conversation with you because I knew this is what you were all about. Before we, before we go a little bit further into the kind of like intricacies of your experience and stuff, I want to take it back a bit because we are all about the artwork here at Audio Galleries. And I'd like to understand a bit more about how you became an artist and or a designer like within that you know really varied career that you've had to date like what what was it that made you sit down one day and be like okay I can I've got access to all of these things I have these talents I can connect people I can advertise I've got that corporate like background but I actually want to be a creator and I want to sit down and I want to I want to showcase like my talent in an artistic fashion tell me about that yeah, I think it all started with just uh, ever since I was little, uh, I had my eyes set on Disney. And I know since the Web3 boom, since we all are able to create IP and mint these things where uh, people like to compare or say that uh, so-and-so is trying to make Disney. No, like this has been something that's been keeping me up at night. Adrena's been keeping me up at night for my entire life to create this in this world. And my dad used to work for a movie distribution company or advertising company where I would get screener copies uh, before even Blockbuster did or Hollywood video. Like I would get all of we had like library of movies in different categories. So just like I was able to get slimed as a kid, like that was fucking amazing. And just being uh, having that 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 influence or just that that being. being able to see that stuff so early um when i started learning about animation in 2005 like i started flipping domains in 2005 i was uh, designing websites back in the day so i've already been working with uh programmers and things of that nature for gaming like world of warcraft and counter-strike and you know steam games and stuff of that nature and very early on, I knew that if I wanted to create something as immersive or ex- expensive as Disney, then I had to step outside my bubble. Then I had to be honest that me being a black dude in St. Louis, that I ultimately didn't know anything. And I knew in order for me to operate in multiple spaces that I had to know at least a little bit about everything in order to have a conversation about everything, because we all know it's not just about what you know, it's about who you know, and being able to just to have those soft conversations about pretty much any and every com- uh, topic uh, has been proven to be the thing, the catalyst to not only get me in the door, but allow for me to stay. And the reason why I'm saying this is because I realized very early on, it's not just about the art, but it's about understanding if if this is even possible, uh, universal truths. And when you're segmented to a particular thought group or uh, people regiment you to a specific category, um, that universal truth uh, doesn't necessarily resonate on the surface of who you are. It doesn't necessarily resonate uh, internally. And, And then even furthermore, you can't even create uh, as big as something like Disney, unless you have a world perspective, especially today with so much clutter and static. So for me, it wasn't just about being the best animator because I got my degree in animation, but I knew I didn't want to work in an animation studio because I just couldn't fathom 
painting sales or doing backgrounds forever. And then also just working in advertising, shout out to the universe for allowing for me to get all these puzzle pieces. But I knew that I didn't need to, um, uh, I needed to understand not only uh, people from a psychological perspective in regards to marketing, but I also needed to understand um, placement. I need, which is, you know, going to ad buy. I need to understand how culture moves. I need to understand uh, who's, like, not only do I need to know, like, it was like to, when I say know a little bit about everything, I know about, I know a bit about 3D animation. Do I like to do it? Fuck no. But at least through my my experience, I can communicate and and tell another 3D animator what I need. Do I like programming? No, I learned ActionScript and C++ when I was younger, um, and I have no desire to learn Solidity or Rust or anything of that nature. But since I've been working with developers since I was 15, I'm 34 now, you, you start to boil it down just a set of variables. If this happens, then that happens, and if that doesn't happen, then this happens. So essentially now that little thing that I understand about developing, now I can confidently communicate to my my team about what it is that I need to achieve. And I can say confidently and they respect me to a point where, because I know I'm not just blowing smoke about this, that, and the third that we can actually move forward. So I had a conversation with somebody the other day and it was like, yes, I have been able to compound all these interests that I have in order to be able to realize the dream of creating my own Disney because I can communicate to the likes of the Chicago Bulls. Like I can email them or hit up the timepieces team or hit up the Lifewater team or people at Fenty Beauty or Logitech based on my relationships. And it was just basically just being curious about any and everything in order to achieve uh, something as expensive as Disney. And I knew that it's not just about the art, but you got to get in front of people and be able to communicate to the people to make that shit happen. Just like Aria, working with Aria, and I'll land a plan here to pass it back over to you, Benjamin. But we shot the promo video for Good and Evil for the merch that we released with Good and Evil, the hats and the shirts uh, that you can purchase. And and my homie, Ar- I went to film school. So Aria's a director and we worked with a DP and I can communicate them, with them in a very fast paced environment. And just by them me be- being able to articulate my vision with confidence, because I've been through the ringer of creating short films, commercials, et cetera. Uh, then now I can work with people who are ve- take their craft very, very seriously and we can achieve the things that we love most. So, yeah, it's, it's always been just about that culmination of being able to see the big picture and not just being a photographer, not just being an animator, not just being a marketing exec. Um, I want to play quarterback. I want to be the point guard. I want to be. Uh, you I totally me? get it. I totally get it. And I and I. Uh, I, I have a, a lot of that in me also uh, in the sense that I like to be able to understand someone's process in order to then be able to talk to people about it the next time I want to do something with it. Like I, I, I think it's a really bold statement to be like, yeah, I, if I can know something about everything, then I can have a conversation in every room I walk in. And I see that absolutely see it. And uh I think I'd like to dig, though, <laughs> a little bit deeper into... Let's dig! <laughs> I'd like to dig into kind of like maybe your inspiration then. I'd like to know more about the art scene, where you're from, or what you grew up around, or perhaps what you've just like sought out uh, in, during your career. Things that really inspire you, things that get you going and that you either pull into your practice or you just sit back and you're like, fuck man, how did they do that? I want to know how they did that. I'm really interested to know what inspires you logic. Yeah. uh, Coming from, I'm big St. Louis and I love my city dearly, but it, it really taught me what I don't like the most. And that's stagnation. That's, uh, being, uh, complacent. Um, and, and it's not even, it's just like, uh, something that's bred in a place like that. Um, and it, it allowed for me when I go to, when I went to the city of when I moved to Chicago and I lived there for 12 years. And then when I visited Paris or, uh, New York or California, I think it gave me a perspective to see things that a local would never see or appreciate. So, like, when I left St. Louis to go to Chicago, I saw so many doors that 
I, I just felt like the the world, like my life was just starting in regards to how deep the rabbit hole can go. Um, and I and I appreciate that versus like starting off in a big city like Chicago or New York or L.A. or something like that. I'm in L.A. now uh, where if I backtrack, then you kind of I guess you can start to appreciate the quaintness of a small Wyoming city or something like that. But coming from St. Louis and I and I left um, and I was able to my eyes were just like a kid in the candy store. And when I moved to Chicago, um, it was like the first time I was surrounded by. Um, young 20-somethings and late uh, teenagers um, that that just created things in, uh, habitually and not because they saw a price tag on it. And uh, where I'm from, Utah is $20 at the door for everything. There's no, like, communal building. Uh, <laughs> but in Chicago, that's a city of broad shoulders. There's, very, there's limited uh, media outlets, so for those who really, really put in the work, they they champion and they champion those media outlets, and then the people that come through them, uh, it's like everyone stands on each other's shoulders. And I came up in an era. Uh, I moved to Chicago in around 2010, and this was the rise of like Chance the Rapper. Like I met him when he was like his senior in high school, and uh, I remember he introduced himself as Chance Thrapper, not even the rapper. And then you find out it was, oh, the rapper, like that early days, we was just on the street. He doing freestyles outside. We had like the likes of Joe Fresh Goods and my homie Blue the Great, who's an uh, art legend out from L.A. doing his thing, who has one of the highest selling Jordan sneakers. But, but, but before he got to something like selling like those Jordan sneakers, I got to watch these people sleep on couches. I watch these people struggle. I watch, and not even struggle from the sense of like, oh, it's bad out here. It's like you realize that like we didn't put money first we didn't real we didn't think that success was coming tomorrow you really got to see people get in the trenches and 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 trust the process and 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 enjoy the syrup sandwiches and the ramen noodles and uh everybody putting 10 on a double weed <laughs> you know what i'm saying like and 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 no ac in the house we just sweating uh, you got twenty dollars. You spent ten on the weed and five on food and five to get on the train. And it was this thing where we really just were crafting and and developing and 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 just putting things out into the world. And it was like this whole idea of drive slow, homie. That's why when we got into this space, which was a big inspiration for the plug, as to this space, like just 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 nurtured this this delusion of how long it takes to make dope shit. And like when I would take these stories from these people that I came up with, Joy Perps and Aaron Allen Kane, who had a song with Prince and all these things. And it, it, like nothing happened tomorrow. Nothing happened next month. But as we were just day in and day out doing these things, this, without Web3, without fucking secondary market, we were still in the in the game. And that that was a huge it gave me perspective on our favorite people, whether it's a Basquiat or Andy Warhol or whoever your Chi Modu, like Chi Modu shooting photos of Tupac and Wu-Tang Clan. And back in the day when people still relatively broke in the nineties and you, and then we get to relish in these moments and think everybody just like celebrity celebrities, et cetera. But I just got to live and see how long does it take to be, the motherfucker that you actually want to become. And I think that was one of the best things that inspired me, um, which is why the plug, I created it where it was a time mechanic because I didn't want people to look at me like, oh, this thing is just about the moon and we about to get a Lambo. But I I related it to uh, the track of someone who's trying to become or achieve something. And I'll give a, a Quick overview for those who don't know what the plug is. It's an NFT I dropped in October of 2021. Uh, shout out. It was like a crazy bull market. But essentially, when you bought the plug, in order to get the plug, the plug is only access to things. It's essentially juice. Like, me and Ben go up to this club, and it's a long-ass line. But Ben had put enough work in to know the owner of the place, whatever, where we get to just go right in. Or if I'm trying to get these sneakers that are super limited and Golden Crypto has the juice or the plug on the the choose we don't have to wait in line or we so that's what that is so essentially when you get the plug 
it starts off as a fly on the wall at 1%. Everyone started off at fly on the wall at any category, any genre of thing that you're doing, any industry. And every 60 days, the NFT charged up from fly on the wall to dream chaser to mover and shaker. Uh, then you become a hustler. What do you do with a product you hustling? After you figured out what your product is, you start to innovate it. So every 60 days, the, the, what, what, if you don't trade it, the NFT charged up all on chain. It's a dynamic NFT. And if you trade the NFT before it reaches 100%, which is the alchemist, it reverts back to 1%. So essentially, if you paper hand your own career, your own dream, you start back from zero. So that was the whole, or if you paper hand me <laughs> and what I want to do, then you start over. And I knew that I wasn't going to exit Web3 um, before, uh, after my thing reached the alchemist because I'm a lifer. I've been doing this shit for over 10 years and I don't have no plans on stopping. And just because it reached the alchemist, if I drop something a year from now, I would definitely acknowledge those people who have the plug. So uh, we're not just here for microwave shenanigans. You feel me? <laughs> I love it. And uh, you're all action, man. I'm going to just interrupt you for a moment and just let everyone know. Artist Edition is live. And that is my cheesy little jingle that lets everyone know that uh, Good and Evil by Logic are now live. And if you head over to OpenSea.io, you just have to go to the homepage. Both of the uh, drops are on the homepage banner. They cycle around. So there are two collections here. Uh, we uh, Because the, the way that the drop um, system works with OpenSea, we've created one for good and one for evil. So uh, if you are interested in both, you will need to go and mint twice. Um, but these two editions are live. They have been live for five minutes. Uh, they're already being purchased, which is great to see. And they'll be live for the next 72 hours. Let's get into it, Logic, because there is a shit ton to talk through when it comes to these <laughs> NFTs. Uh, and I really want to make sure that we do uh, the whole like all of the effort that you've put into this a service. So let's talk very quickly about the artwork specifically. You've got two amazing characters, good and evil. Give us a very quick, like, where did this come from? What's the inspiration? And then we'll move into like the fact that they've got music that are over the top of the, the files and then what they unlock. Yeah, man. That, oh, man, these characters definitely manifested. It was just this idea of, uh, right and wrong, left and right, and this whole idea that um, I, I often do this, uh, write this caption on my pieces is life's full of color, yet we see in black and white. And you can also see it in my ape with the halo and horns as well. It's this thing where um, coming up, the whole reason why my name is Logic, um, where things that people tell you one thing, oh, you're doing this right or you're doing this wrong. And it's every decision that we make is only in whether it's good or bad is based on the, the person or the community that's judging you. Yes, we do have, you know, the culmination of like, if you murder someone that's bad, but also we have the, the gray area where war is kind of kosher or defending yourself is kosher, right? So then when we get into this whole idea of the good and evil, especially again, me navigating my spaces, whether it was corporate, whether it was um, uh, navigating even gang experiences as a kid, like being exposed to gang shit when you're in third grade, fourth grade, which is crazy as hell. When you start to look at certain things, you, you can like, I understand why somebody joins a gang. But then I understand why somebody doesn't. I understand why somebody might stay home because their family wants them to stay home. But also, understand. and then if they leave, then they're looked at, you abandoned us. And it's these things, but you have to leave to, to chase your dreams. And it's this whole, this spectrum with the good and evil where good is essentially, he looks like an angel. And then evil uh, has the resonance of a demon, but they both have halo and horns because no one is 100% one thing. Decisions that we make are never 100% right or wrong. It should be just based on the, the tune that's playing in your head. Because essentially, you know, good got some mischievous natures and evil might not be the worst person you actually ever meet. He might actually give you some shit that you might actually need in your life. So it was this whole idea of just we need to move at the beat of our own drums. We need to 
Um, and then this whole status quo of what should be, I always like to challenge it because if I move to the status quo of what should be, I want to navigate it, the ranks in which I was able to navigate. And while I was doing it, it wasn't because I wanted to be these optimal things in these spaces. It was, it was more so uh, playing it, playing it like a game, like a fiddle. And uh, yeah, so I know you said succinct, but that's what they are. I love it. They're, yeah. Yep. Yep. They're, they're a lot of fun. I love them. And, uh, and so Everyone needs to know that if you mint either of these and you hold either the plug or you hold an audio gallery's mint pass and you can find both of those on OpenSea, I guess, while you're there. Um, And if you hold them, I'm taking a snapshot next. uh, I want to say Tuesday. I think it is Tuesday next week at like 1 p.m. in the UK. And uh, folks who hold them will also receive then a second artwork, right? There's a good airdrop and there's an evil airdrop, which is like an additional artwork that's connected to the two of them. So that's awesome. And then the third thing, and I'm going to let you take over now, Logic, is if you then hold these tokens, you get access to goodandevil.com. Tell us about that. Hells yeah. So um, I created merch, right? I created merch for good and evil. So not only is like if you are very interested in the digital assets of these, um, I'm sure you may want to uh, wear some of these pieces, IRL. And uh, so if you go to goodandevil.com uh, until the men is over, uh, you won't necessarily be able to get it with the good and evil. But right now, for those who have the plug, uh, if you go to the merch shop, uh, if you uh, attach your plug, you get 15% off all items on the site. And then if you have a good or evil token, uh, when uh, the mint concludes, and I'll make that announcement, uh, you'll get 10% off. And then if you have the good and evil token, then you get 20% off. Um, and then also those who have those, um, when you go to purchase, you'll get, um, you get to add a, a logic sticker uh, to, the, to the cart as well. So, yeah, I didn't want to just leave it at the digital world. I've been designing clothes for about, you know, 10 years or so. And um, I love I got the hats. <laughs> They're super sick. They look good. Hats. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I saw them in the video yesterday that you did. Uh, and they uh, they look great. In fact, the, the shirts and the hats, they look really, really cool. Like I would go. I've been avoiding the M word. I don't like merch. Uh, they are they're fashion right they are fashion pieces they're limited edition it's uh token gated and i think this really leans into what you have been talking about which is like there's no such thing as can't here and there's no such well there's no point in doing something unless you're gonna really go for something and i love the fact that you have added an element of digital physical so what we're we calling it digital but and the, and the idea of scarcity too right like these are limited edition um and they're only going to be available for a certain period of time i love the fact that it's all token gated so you won't get in on this unless you hold these tokens and i think it's really exciting to see someone really embracing what we've been trying to do here at audio galleries from an artistic point of view but then embracing the tech and well, it's exactly what we said right at the top of the show. You are at the intersection of tech, of culture, uh, and I can't remember what the other thing was. <laughs> art, I think. Yeah, but, art, uh, tech, and culture, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It makes makes total sense. I love it. Um, anything else you want to add on that? The music. Tell me about the music that is on. So there's a track, right, for both good and evil that's actually embedded in the, the media file. Yeah, no, for sure. So the one... Uh... It's, it's very uplifting. Um, I'm going to pull it up. But also, before I jump into that, for the hats, um, like I like to have the, the, the oxymoronic nature, if you will. Like the, they both share similar qualities. So for the good, um, I'm leveraging my Japanese, you know, uh, studies. Um, so there's a kotawaza on each hat and shirt. Uh, and the kotawazas, uh, kotawazas are idioms, like a Japanese idiom. Um, so the one that is for good is Shiranu ga Hotoke, which means not knowing is Buddha, which essentially is ignorance is bliss, which I thought was pretty good for uh, just the idea of being good and living in like La La Land as I'm living in L.A. And then the evil for if you have any of the evil uh, fashion pieces, um, the Koto Waza on both the pieces is Oni no me Nimo na Mita, which it means even a cruel demon cries. You know what I'm saying? 
uh, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, so it's not all, uh, you know, straight evil and straight good. But so those are fun. Yeah. And then for the these pieces, for the good and evil that's currently mining now, uh, I really like this one. It's uh, how come I can't see it? Uh, where the the song is very uplifting and I wanted to use a track that's very let me see if I can play it. Are you playing are you playing the good one or the evil one? The the good one. Good one, yeah. Uh so for this one I thought it was really great to uh use a track where uh, 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 the voice a uh, person's voice was actually uh, more so worked into the track to make it more homey, more personal, personable, uh, like more heavenly like um, versus just straight instrumentals. So I thought it was something and I learned this from like uh, Kanye when he does a lot of beats where he'll use vocals and he'll and he'll stretch them a lot in order for it to just to sound like a boom bap. But then when it's something that resonates with people, when you can associate it with an actual person or something that's more so organic than not. So that was the inspiration for that one um, for uh, for good. And then for evil, uh, I really love this. one. I don't know, like, it's, I think it'd be drawing our you kind of be looking like I'd be good. I know I'm supposed to be good, but it's something about the evil uh, vibe that I really am drawn to uh because i feel like i had to i feel like i had to really lean into my evil side i really like the evil one i think it's quality have you played it yeah it's not um oh here it is right here for some reason my internet okay, you know cool. when you try to show people stuff and then you get the spinning wheel of death yeah for some reason yeah my it. internet just went down <laughs> like that's my internet just went <laughs> are you good are you yeah good? my internet just went down so if you could play it that would be sick I'll try, yeah. Give me a second. I'll find the evil one as well. While we're talking about that, um, maybe it's a good opportunity to talk about, like, I don't know, like what the process has been like to do this. So to create an artwork at pretty short notice and then to kind of like, you know, build fashion pieces alongside that. And like, is this an area, is this a part of your practice that you want to kind of like continue to pursue? The idea of uh, of bridging physical digital uh creating characters and and things like that like what what's the plan for that and yes one second i do just have evil so let me just play it and see can, can you hear this can you hear that really cool uh that so yeah shit slaps that shit slaps <laughs> and so so anyone that's minting the nfts like those two tracks are embedded into the um yeah into the uh media file so you get the music as well um but yeah tell me logic like is this is this part of what you're building going forward you talk about disney you talk about world building you talk about uh characters and and linking like the different things that you've had experience of in your career like is this is this the direction of things are going in? And before you answer, uh, if anyone wants to come up now and start asking a couple of questions, we've got like fifteen minutes left. You cool with that logic? You happy to answer questions from a thousand other people? Thousand percent, a thousand percent. Cool. Okay, love it. All right, so go for it. Answer that one, and I'll uh, invite anyone else up that wants to speak. And when you come up, guys, just raise a hand. Yeah, what's that term? Uh, I stay ready, so I never have to get ready. Um, so when you all hit me up about uh, to do this collab, I already had. The development of good and evil because uh, uh, when we did a drop of time magazine i guess like eight months ago um the, I, that was the first time i premiered uh the characters good and evil um but they're yeah they're like um uh two ips just in uh, that's a part of a much larger story a much lar larger world that my team at studio logic has been developing for over a year um we're actually uh, like 90% done with a proposal and also um, uh, to get to to develop our MVP of a platform that I will not name here on these spaces because I don't want people out there rushing to try to steal all the names and whatever else comes with that. But essentially, uh, Good and Evil are just uh, their catalyst 
in a much larger narrative that that definitely uh, lives where digital and physical products and and culture meets. And basically, my team is looking to redefine um, the e-commerce experience um, where you can have a narrative gamified based experience to acquire physical and digital products. Uh, but you can toggle between that, like a more narrative experience to a traditional e-commerce website like Amazon or anything of that nature. So uh, we've been developing this for over a year where not if you are a super otaku or super nerdy about the Web3 experience and all that type of jazz. Um, and even if you're not, because we want people to be able to um, participate, whether they care about Web3 or not. So there will be that whole narrative driven. But also as a person who loves games like World of Warcraft, like I mentioned, and things of that nature, the the current sc- uh, scope of how we look at uh, the like the centralized land and things isn't really scalable uh, because as a grown person or a person who got a lot of who who's just trying to get to the the thing, I don't want to necessarily run around and frolic through the leaves on a quote unquote metaverse. So we did take all of those things into account where um, that stuff kind of just gets in the weeds and kind of makes a less um, like a less favorable experience. So it is like I can't without saying too much, you will be able to experience and navigate through one perspective. But let's say, for instance, you're in an Uber or you're just trying to get the product, you will be able to just get straight to the product. Like my dad not trying to go through a whole narrative of things to get some sneakers. So uh, we we are looking to do something mad expensive for them. We're going through the AIP route, and uh, which is going to be an interesting ride. And so, yeah, it's um, and I'm using that uh, selfishly as uh, a catalyst for my narratives, my animations to to leverage other brands, like in uh, big brands, uh, to perpetuate my creative. Um, so my creative will be the thing that champions other brands through our platform and through that i'll be able to weed in my own short stories my own features my only merch and align it with uh global brands that i respect so yes uh it is a, a part of a much bigger narrative than this so good and evil are just i think fun characters for people to latch on to um think of like dumbo and disney think of like those small sub characters in Disney um, that we all love. And and then you'll be brought into the, the larger world of logic. Love it. Thank you so much. I've bought a few people up, so uh, I'll do it in the order that I bought them up. Oh, one of them's just dropped down, but I've got Malachi.Sol and I've got Fricky as well. So I don't know if either of you have a question or something you want to ask. Go for it, Malachi. I can see you uh, in the 100 button. Yo, what up, uh, Logic? Um, I wanted to ask, since you do so many different things and you have so much experience in like all these different things, and it seems like you even have a lot of projects either going on at the same time or you like kind of doing a lot of different parts of the project yourself. Um, do you feel like it's hard for you to focus on one thing at a time, or do you think it's like easier for you to kind of? Like, oh, I can do the merch, I can do the NFT, I can do the art, I can go network myself, I can do the space. Like, do you like being able to do everything yourself or do you think sometimes it's like too much and you're like, oh man, I wish I could just focus on the art or like, what? what's your take on that? That's great. Also, it's good to see you. I saw you twice this this week, which is awesome. Uh, so, um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think one is... Uh, we like to, for me, uh, like when I said I want to know a bunch of things so I can be able to do it. And one, I think sometimes we can crutch ourselves and think we need to offset things to other people before we even try it ourselves. And two, uh, the reason I, I'm I'm good with doing it all and because I like to build it. And then that way, when I bring people onto my team, they just all they have to do is see it or look, or they can see the landscape. I think oftentimes I don't necessarily create things to put them out immediately. So like this whole good and evil thing, I had already been developing the IP for months. So then when I had the Time Magazine and the the audio galleries in OpenSea, I really just started bringing in assets that I've already been making to to push this forward. And I made a few new other things uh, because I'm working on a much larger picture that I have been building, you know, passively. 
And then with this particular project, like even um, the person, uh, Mark, who's on the other end of the Studio Logic team uh, uh, profile, when he's joined, uh, like, for instance, I did a drive-in theater. So those who have the good and evil token, if you live in uh, L.A., um, I've partnered with um, uh, Secret Walls, which is a global art conglomerate here in L.A., um, and they have a physical space. And I've done a drive-in theater that I did in Chicago for my my, my holders, uh, where I did this immersive art drive-in theater and that you can see on the drop page. And since I've already made it, I bootstrapped it myself. I created it myself. And when you say, am I you know, overwhelmed with doing all these things? But it's like doing one thing. I, I have a lot of pasta brew. Some, some food gets done quicker than others. But I say all that to say is, since I've done all those things myself, and now I'm moving into a transitional period here in Los Angeles to do the same thing I did in Chicago and Los Angeles, I don't have to try to come up with this ethereal description about this drive-in theater that uses toy car beds uh, for a VIP experience. I just paid, you know, I got the whole video now when I show Mark, who just joined the team, um, who's been uh, pivotal in a lot of things that's been happening on the, uh, these past few uh, months on the, in Studio Logic. He knows, he understands the assignment. I've already built it enough for him to see what I already want to do and where I'm going with it. So now he can just add to the pot. And, and that's the whole point. I think we don't have to do the things by ourselves forever, but was, we get overwhelmed because doing the things take forever. But once you start to do those things left and uh, here and there, now when people, you start to bring people on your team, uh, the blueprint is already laid out and now you have more help versus trying to describe everything lawfully. Uh, so yeah, I just like try not to think of when start and stop. I try to start way before um, I need to do it. Um, so like I said, I, I don't have to worry about getting ready. I just try to stay ready. That's a great line. A great question too, Malachi. Thanks for that. And it is a great line. Farouk uses that line all the time. And you're absolutely right. Yeah, like uh, I couldn't agree with you anymore. Uh, Golden, I know you're up. I know that you were with Logic last night. So I don't know if you've got any questions. Tamika, I wanted to ask you as well. But so, Travis, I see you've come up. So if you wanted to ask yours straight away, then please feel free to jump up now. Yeah, I was I was just looking at the trucker hats and I was trying to figure out how to get the discount. Is, is the uh, $40 the discount or is it? That's gonna it's gonna kick in at the end of the mint. So once it, once the mint closes, that's when uh, the token gated access will uh, will kick in for the for the the product. Okay, so I just need to wait till then. You do, unfortunately. Story of your life, man. Waiting for me to get my shit together. <laughs> and, and the only reason why that happens, sir. And uh, if you really want to get it, then I can like create a code for you so you can just get it. But uh, the reason why that's happening is because we're still developing blockchain shit, right? Because um, I can't put in the, the contract address because it just got deployed yesterday and it's still being registered through the platforms in order for them to recognize it as a token to for people to get the discount. So I'll try to do it before the third, uh, but right now it's, it's, it's only allowing for me to do plug holders since that dropped in 2021. So the plug holders can get the, the direct 15% off uh, but if it comes earlier, um, also sign up for the newsletter and I'll send up updates. The newsletter is on good and evil as well. So I'll send up a newsletter if the, um, if the claim comes a bit earlier, if Christmas comes early. Nice one. Uh, it's, uh, it's mad, isn't it? Right. The whole premise of blockchain is it's like it's instant and it's trustless. And yet you've got to wait for something to happen so they can work with a website. Nuts. What, um, what platform are you using logic? Are you using Shopify? I am using Shopify. Yeah. Um, Yep, and I'm using the extension called Novel. Uh, but then, uh, and I have the team has a relationship with them, but I think we might have to transition to another token gated thing. So we'll see. Uh, but yeah, be on the lookout. Nice one. And then Logic will also obviously let me know, and I'll announce it in the Audio Galleries Discord and using our Twitter and all of that kind of stuff too. So our X, X, when am I going to fucking drop the word Twitter? I don't think ever. It's stuck. Um, <laughs> jazz golden are you up you good yes 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 i've i have just been relishing in this man like i i was a fan of you logic before and just hearing a lot of your 
bottom up story to me was just really inspirational. I mean, I I cannot express enough how much how important it is for certain people to hear uh, people that look and sound like them doing things on a high level, operating at an extremely high level and getting things done at in the, the way and pace that you are. So props to you on that. All the flowers there. Um, and yeah, yeah. If you <laughs> if you stay ready, you don't got to get ready for me. That to me, that means sugar free. Uh, shout out to sugar free. I know he didn't make that line, but that's what that always means to me. Uh, I did want to ask you, though, logic about um, good and evil, the the word choice, right? Because I, I think that nothing you do is accidental. You're very intentional in the moves you make and the reasons that you do things. And that is not the normal way that people spell good and evil. <laughs> I wanted I wanted to know a little bit about that. And then I, uh, I got another question after that, too. Uh, yeah, for sure. Let's start with evil. Evil is love backwards. The way I spelled it is love backwards. And then uh, good, uh, the G-U-D. Uh, I didn't want to make it so telegraphic because essentially good isn't technically good. <laughs> you know, like, and evil isn't technically evil. It's a spectrum. Uh, so I think that's where, and then, you know, the and so that's, I think that's basically the, the gist of it for that. Um, and then G-U-D, um, I wanted to make it less than 10 letters, you know, because I think if you spell, I didn't want an eight. And I think the seven was a nice one. So G-U-D-E-V-O-L uh, was a nice little ring. So, uh, yeah, that's stared, pretty much it. I would have stared at it for days and not seen that it was love backwards. And now you've said it. It's so fucking obvious. I love it. Um, it's right there, right? It's right yeah. there. I, I, I have one more, one more just kind of, I don't know, like an inquisition, I guess, about uh, the good and evil project, because I feel like there's some Easter eggs out there or some like alpha to be had. I've seen a good and evil like X account floating around making little comments here and there. Like, is there any more little tidbits you can you can give the audience about like what to expect with that or what we might see? Yeah, no. So uh for those who are based on what golden crypto said, there's a good and evil account uh, where good and evil actually have taken over the account themselves and they both share the account. They both tweet and you can tell who's tweeting based on <laughs> the last emoji. Uh, but yeah, I think it's more like uh, when we're creating these platforms and things when we're like, who's building in web three, you are, you know, um, and I just kind of took the back seat and allowed for them to be, again, your your narrators, the people that invite you to the much larger world that the Studio Logic team is creating versus me just speaking from my voice or the Studio Logic voice. And uh, good and evil, like when you get onto our platform that we hope to launch in about a year, depending on when we get our proper funding, hint, hint for anybody curious to, you know, got some people that want to see some dope shit. Um is that 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 will be the people like those characters um i'm just having a lot of fun just developing them you'll start to see them with uh some vo like they'll start talking eventually um as i am an animator uh so yeah it's just really allowing because i think they're easy to love and also just even with the good and evil people as themselves everyone can relate to the idea of good and bad no matter what your religion is no matter your your <laughs> your demographic everyone can relate to the idea of good and evil um, in, in some type of capacity. So, yeah, I'm just excited to, to let those characters continue to develop um, who they are. Nice one, Golden. Thank you for that question. That's, uh, that's awesome. And uh, I've just asked Sigrid uh, if she will pin the a good and evil uh, post just so people can find that account. Um, okay, so we've got Vic, and then we've got two times and then that's probably going to be where we need to wrap it so vic you're up hi benjamin nice to meet you my name is victoria nice to meet you. i go by vic this episode has been amazing um probably one of the best hosts that i've heard even though you were you know getting tongue twisted but it's all good um hey everyone and hi logic how are you vic you know i'm already i'm cool like the other side of a pillow how you feeling i feel great i am um, been listening to west side gun so a lot of boom boom booms in my head right now um editing as i'm on this space and really i'm just so happy for you and i'm so glad to see good and evil come to fruition um and i do have a few questions and one i i don't know if i may have missed this or not during like the time of you speaking about good and evil 
over the course of this month, but who made the music tracks for these? Uh, these particular tracks, um, I got these from a platform called Epidemic Sound, where I just pay I pay for an account because I use I get sound effects from them too, so it's royalty free music, and it's probably one of the best royalty free music th- uh, platforms I've ever used. Um, so it's called Epidemic Sound. Definitely check it out. That's good to know because I have to use royalty free websites all the time for editing for corporate. Cool. Um, and then my second question is. I've seen, so I'm a plug holder and I see you have your Good and Evil project and I've noticed most of the projects and art that you released has been solo. Um, Are you thinking or have you thought of any collaborations with other projects with your animations coming up in the future? Are you talking about like other artists or other platforms? I would say collaboration with other NFT artists and projects. Uh yeah, I'm I'm down. I think I did one with Gabe. I did one with Gabe Weiss about a year ago. Uh, I think that was like my first ever collaboration of all time. I think that I actually put out. But yeah, I'm definitely down to collab with other artists. I think in this time, uh, collaboration is probably the most needed just to for unity and uh, to expand. Because I'm I'm definitely wanting to step outside my comfort zone. So anybody uh, with some dope shit, uh, let's do something. Cool. All right. And then my last question is, um, so I had the honor of curating Segoy with Logic last summer in New York for NFT NYC. And um, I've been curating some events and I'll be at Basel. So I'm wondering if we'll see good and evil at Basel this year. That's a great question. Um I've been to Basel a handful of times, probably like seven times at this at this at this rate. Um, I'm I don't have any plans because I don't have any, I guess, uh, opportunities there as of yet. But sometimes that changed the week of the month before, or whatever. But I'm kind of like trying to operate, working on operating my own timeline. Since I've been there a bunch of times, like I'd rather go to Japan. Uh, I'd rather go to. I don't know, some part of Africa like Cameroon or something and spend money to go see something else. Because I think as we, you know, as we continue to climb ladders and things of that nature, uh, we got to start operating, um, you know, to where we see fit and to develop things for people to uh, appreciate. And I've been to Basel the past three years. And although they were valuable, I don't think I got much of a return that um, will make or break me this next coming year. So I think I need to just kind of go on my own spiritual sojourn if you feel if you if that makes yes. sense yes okay thank you for that um but either way nice one, yeah Vic. i would still like to see good and evil somewhere irl even if it is japan <laughs> hey somebody want to put me in a game somebody want to put me in a game for basil hit me up we'll, we'll do something tight <laughs> well we're going to amsterdam next month so sigrid and i might take uh, uh uh good and evil with us as well um Vic, thanks so much great to uh great to follow you as well as have you up uh, appreciate your questions really nice um, okay, one more question. Two times. You're up. Hey, what's going on? Can you guys hear me all right? Hear you perfectly. Thank you. How you doing? I'm doing excellent. I um Oh, I can't I, hear I, two I, times. Ah oh. no. Okay. Two times. I'm really sorry, but logic can't hear you. <laughs> you might need to uh, drop down. Yeah, we can drop him in, he come back yeah. up. Yeah, or I can relay the back. question if it's a if it's a Yeah, question. I mean it wasn't. I really didn't have that much of a deep question. If you want to just relay, it's okay. Mostly, I'll relay to you to you as well, Benjamin. Um, oh, okay, yeah. I'm just a huge fan. I, I, I've I, I've had the um. I'm in the group chat in the in the gallery pass uh, the original one, which I keep as a piece of art because I am a collector. Uh huh. And then I have Flowers Dream, the auto galleries. But oh, cool! You've been with us from the beginning, then. Yeah, very, very beginning. And um, I keep those as, especially the first one, I just, the simplicity of it is just amazing to me. And I woke up this morning in kind of a bad mood. Not a bad mood. I don't wake up in bad moods. I don't let, I live life on life's terms, you know, and I I let music and I let art um, get me through life. And I woke up this morning and um, there was some things going on that I were out of my control. So I sat down, I had a cup of tea and I relaxed. And then I saw on, I, and I barely check OpenSea 
and I and I saw this this drop coming, and I and I checked it out, and I and I immediately minted like I was counting down the seconds. Okay, that's and awesome. Just, thank you. Just want to thank you all, but you and everybody involved for just 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 being some real people in the space. Dude, that's so kind. I'm gonna let Logic know that basically he just said we're real, we're doing great things. Uh, I'm paraphrasing here, but uh, he woke up this morning in a bit of a bad mood and he saw the drop, counted down, feeling better, loving what we're doing. And so I'm here to say thank you for that two times. That's really good of you. I appreciate you. And uh, Logic, yeah. I'm sorry you couldn't hear it, man. No, two times I hit you with the follow. Appreciate the love. And I'm <laughs> glad your day turned around too. <laughs> me too okay guys right thank you i appreciate it we have gone a little bit over time but uh logic you speak so well and uh it's really really nice to be up here with someone who has got such energy so thank you uh i want to thank OpenSea for all of their support in getting two mints ready this week really appreciate that uh the team at rug radio as ever golden thank you so much for your support coming up here Timepieces, this has been an amazing introduction. So thank you, Tamika, Miss Maya. Really appreciate everything you guys do. And then Sigrid also from Audio Galleries. Thank you so much for coming up and helping me as you do each week. Logic, this one's for you. I really, really appreciate you coming up. I appreciate the fact that you've pulled this together. You've worked so tirelessly for the last couple of weeks getting this sorted. Uh, I'm really, really excited and honored to be uh, dropping this with you on OpenSea at the moment. I'm really proud that it's an audio galleries drop. So thank you so much. Any final words from you, my man? First and foremost, I want to say thank you for all the support, for all the homies down there, all the people that text me, DM me. Uh, your love and your support and your time is fucking much appreciated. Shout out to OpenSea, Timepieces, Audio Galleries, uh, Mr. Ben White, uh, for having me and uh, support because this is this is bear market, whatever. You know what I'm saying? We here. Uh, I've never looked at the Dow 500 and was like, mm, I think I'm going to stop painting today. So I'm a lifer, y'all lifers. And we're here for the the underlying reason, you know, the technology for Web3. And I promise, like for myself and to y'all, whatever, to continue to push the envelope on what could and what could and will be um here in web three proper um and extended so i'm excited for the future and uh thanks for the support whether you use your money or your time or your face or just even shared it or a like i love it thanks i love it too thank you so much logic appreciate it another great track lord knows uh by meek mill i am gonna play us out with that it's a four minute track five minute track i'm gonna play it all so everyone have yourselves a wonderful friday if it's a gm a ga a ge or a gn whatever you're doing have fun thank you so much for coming up and joining me really appreciate your time we'll see you next week where we have the absolutely wonderful and uh most incredible work of Jimena Buena Vida, who is wonderful, and I am really looking forward to interviewing her next week also. So, thanks everyone. GM, have fun. Take care. Bye-bye. This is Audio Galleries. Conversation.